Welcome to the Jazz Medicine today. This is John Murphy. My pleasure to welcome this podcast, Keith Kaufman. Mr. Kaufman is a patient who has benefited from some regenerative medicine therapies. I welcome Mr. Kaufman to regenerative medicine today. So, Keith, you had a leg injury that was treated traditionally with not much success, then benefited from regenerative medicine therapy. Tell us a little bit about your case. Well, it started in 2002. I was in a motorcycle wreck, headed to night classes as a union electrician. I was still an apprentice at the time, and I was on my way to class on a motorcycle, and it was kind of a perfect storm of events. As I was headed to class, I was a little distracted, made a couple wrong turns, and then saw a friend of mine in his car that hadn't seen the bike yet, and so... I followed him for a couple of turns right through downtown Newcastle and then got up beside him as we went through a green light. And after waving and, and him noticing who I was, then I realized I was in the wrong lane. And so I tried to speed up to get out ahead of him and the car that was in front of him. And as I was headed around, it's a really tight bend on that road it's about 90 degrees trying to change lanes from the left to the right at the same time came into the turn too fast and the bike started to slide and it slid until it hit the curb and then turned both me and the bike into a catapult and right into the only light pole along that little stretch if i had missed the light pole there's nothing but grass right there but of course as faint would have it crushed me between the bike and the pole the leg took the biggest hit other than the leg you know, I broke the radius of my right arm dislocated the ulna smashed my thumb broke the first two metatarsals of my right foot and the first one was the worst and it was dislocated also and slid over and had to be pinned the leg was shattered my patella of my right leg it was 21 pieces and just above the head of the femur shattered three and a half inches of femur never lost consciousness until the life flight ride to presby i should also mention that this is my plug for helmets so without a helmet i probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now of course was wearing one it was before the new helmet law in pa but regardless i would i would still wear a helmet Anyway, it was a pretty good ding where my head hit the pole in the side of my helmet and you know, that would have been the end. Anyway, so back to life flight to Presby. The first surgery was basically to clean out and see how, what the extent of the damage was. And then went back into surgery. I was in the hospital for 10 days for the first stretch went back in for a second surgery where they put a plate on the femur just to tie the head of the femur back to the main body. And then I went home for five weeks with an external fixator, came back for another surgery where they did a free fib flap and pieced together the middle section of the fibula with the blood supply and the crest of my hip and 
put a plate on the other side and hope for the best. So at the time, it was the biggest bone graft that had ever been done on a femur, but I was almost 22 at the time. And actually it was Dr. Gruen, who was the on-call surgeon when I was life lighted, And it was his decision to try to save the leg rather than just taking it off. So actually I had to sign a couple of waivers that it was okay for them to take my leg off if they couldn't save it. So that was 2002 and there's been 10 surgeries since then, mostly to the leg. There's been a couple on the arm. One of the other results of the accident was I severed, it used to be called the perineal nerve. It's the nerve that runs down the outside of the knee, controls the up and out motion of the foot. I severed that at the knee. So I lost control of my foot. I had chronic foot drop and would you know trip over everything. And to compensate for that, I developed a really awkward gait where my leg would swing out every time I would take a step. So over the years, we had a couple of surgeries to the foot to try and correct that, you know, multiple different shoes and things. Basically, it's a foot drop brace. And with between all of those surgeries, things were as good as they were going to be. Now I went back to work as an electrician, which means a lot of climbing ladders and, and such. I was off work for a year and a half. And then slowly got back to work. It was a lot of physical therapy and a couple of surgeries before I was really working again. Spent the first couple of months in a wheelchair because since the right arm was broken, there was no crutches. And then I was on crutches for another six months to a year after that, off and on. I got really good with both crutches and hopping around on one leg. So my, my left leg got much stronger than the right, which also has now caused other problems down the road. My hip goes out of place all the time and, and sciatic pain in that left leg from standing on one leg all the time. And so I had just assumed that things were going to be as good as they were ever going to get. After a couple of surgeries to the knee, a scope where they cleaned out some scar tissue and smoothed some arthritis and things in the knee, continued working as an electrician. My foot had basically started to turn sideways because I had lost the up and out motion of the foot, it had no muscle control there anymore. And so since the in and down muscles of the foot were so much stronger, the, the foot wanted to roll over. And so we had a surgery to correct that. I ended up years after the surgery, going back to see Dr. Gruen again. And it was probably, I'm going to say seven or eight years after the accident, I scheduled like a, we called it like a follow-up appointment. And what I really wanted from him was to see what else I could do in order to get better use of the leg. It sounds a little, you know, I got to keep my leg and there's a lot of people that didn't, but at the same time, the leg was never all that useful to me after that. I couldn't stand on it for very long periods of time. Walking, like going to the zoo was, it was hell. It was pure hell. By the end of the day, I would come home and just be wiped out, whether that was you know working or whatever. And so nothing really got done around the house on days where I had to work and weekends were more for recuperating so I could get ready for the next week. So when I went to talk to Dr. Gruen, I asked him, I said, I've had physical therapy for a couple of rounds even recently. And 
doesn't seem like the leg is getting any stronger and it it's it hurts all the time and I can't use it. And so I use my left leg for everything and then I'm fatigued by the end of the day. And he said, you misunderstand. You're trying to make that leg stronger. But when you came into the hospital, when we opened up that leg and saw the damage that was done to it, that muscle looked like hamburger. And so we had to remove most of it. And so the quad muscle, he said, is never going to get any stronger than what it is because you're trying to make a muscle stronger that just doesn't exist anymore. So that was a real punch to the gut, but what else is there? And so I just continued life as it was going to be. So 2010, my wife at the time, ex-wife now, it basically had enough because I wasn't exactly a good husband all the time. I was angry because of being in pain and pain induces strange things in people. I'm not getting anything done around the house. And so she had gotten fed up and took off. And about eight months later, I met, actually is now my wife, had started dating another girl who started to try and talk me into going to school. I resisted for about a year saying that I'm too old. I can't afford it. There's no way. And uh, she said, just check into it. Just check into it. So finally I did. Did all of the paperwork and things and, and went and had a couple tests. I got a grant for older people who need retraining to go back to school for something else. Basically, PA does it, has a program for sending people to get retrained if they can't do their job that they had been doing up until that point. And so with that grant, plus being a first-time student and being able to get all the aid and such, I decided to go back to school and went to Youngstown State for mechanical engineering, hoping for a sit-down job instead of a job where I was on my feet all the time. And it was while I was in school the second year when my mother had seen a advertisement on TV we're about an hour north of Pittsburgh. And so we get all of the Pittsburgh stations also. And there was an, an advertisement that they were looking for candidates for a clinical trial on muscle regrowth, particularly muscle that had been lost due to some kind of trauma. And so she said, I think you should really check this out give these people a call. And so she just, while I was at her house one day, just handed me the phone number. And so I called and honestly can't remember who I talked to at the time, but got another call back. And within you know a few weeks, I was chosen for the study uh, amongst the, I don't know how many other candidates also, but there was a, a whole bunch of people that all were participating in the study at the same time. And so what the research was, it was to try and regrow muscle tissue by implanting a scaffold into the deep muscle derived from pig tissue where it has all of the DNA and such stripped off of it. It's basically like a thin sheet of paper. And as the body absorbs it, it draws my stem cells to the area. And as the muscle fires, then those stem cells are told to grow into new muscle. So part of the study was the beginning of the study was to go into physical therapy again and get the, the muscle to plateau. They had a, a number of different metrics that they were measuring, endurance, strength, balance. 
And the idea was to get it to where that muscle wasn't going to get any stronger. It didn't actually take all that long because the muscle wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot there. After three or four weeks, it had plateaued by that point. And then they did the surgery right after the muscle had plateaued and then started the, another round of physical therapy to see what the results were. By every metric after the surgery, and when I started back into physical therapy, by every metric, the muscle was about twice as strong by the time it plateaued a second time compared to where it had plateaued the first time. So fantastic results overall. They were very well pleased. Of course, so was I at a muscle that was twice as strong as what it was before. I might just add to our listeners, Keith is talking about the work of Dr. Stephen Badalak, who's working with extracellular matrix which is a scaffold material used to rebuild soft tissue. This trial that Keith participated in, there were 14 participants and all saw some measurable increase in muscle strength as a result of the extracellular matrix therapy. Keith, do you recall how much muscle you had lost percentage-wise? No one ever gave me a percentage. It was over half as far as the overall size of that muscle was concerned. It was easily over half. Tell us a little bit about how life is now compared to what it was before your surgery. Where that muscle was lost was basically just above the knee. And there were other factors in there also. I lost a lot of weight after the surgery. A loss of mobility plus loss of appetite. I'm 6'1". And I think shortly after the accident, within a few months, the lowest that I weighed was somewhere around 120. And so when I started back to work and things, I had a lot to make up for, but with all of the ladder climbing that I was doing and trying to stand on one leg all the time, there was just no way that that muscle was going to get any stronger than what it was. Compared to now, back then, bike riding was out of the question and I can do that hours now. Simple things like running were really out of the question before and Chasing the kids around the yard now is a regular occurrence. I have more energy now than I did before because I'm not using it all just trying to stand up. So I get a lot more done around the house. For instance, last year we decided to remodel the kitchen and it took longer than I thought it was going to, mainly because I was doing it myself. But we tore the kitchen down to the studs and exposed the floor joists and everything, ripped the whole floor up, and then put down a, a new subfloor, redid all the electrical, drywall, tiled the floor, installed all the cabinets, and then finished through all of that. I took a little bit of vacation from work here and there, but for the most part, that was evenings and weekends and was able to do it all on my own. I won't say that the pain is gone now, but I take only tramadol and ibuprofen on a regular basis, which tramadol is scheduled as a narcotic, but the next highest, I believe is Vicodin and it's 50 times stronger. So it's fairly weak overall. And it's basically just to maintain, I have as much trouble now with the left leg as I do with the right because of years and years of standing on that one leg has caused a lot of back problems and such. But without having that surgery, I couldn't even say where I would be at this point. I work as an engineer now. The company that I work for, I had an internship my last year of school, and then they hired me full-time. 
actually before I was even graduated, they had already hired me. So I've been there now just over five years. So I sit more for my job than I did before, but still have a lot of energy left over at the end of the day to do basically anything that I need to do. So Keith, uh, thank you for joining us today, sharing with us your experience and your challenges that you faced after your accident and injury. Thank you for sharing the results that regenerative medicine has made in your life. And we look forward to learning more about your progress as time goes on. We thank our listeners for listening, and we welcome suggestions in terms of the podcast. You can reach us at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com. Thank you.